With views so never-ending and sunsets so divine, you'll barely even notice the rolling blackouts. Welcome to Rapture. Welcome home. This is Dr. Sarah Penn. I've been watching the news a lot lately. To be perfectly honest, I've lived here for months and I haven't even plugged in my television, but because the dust storms and the weather has been so bad lately, I haven't been able to get out for the usual walks that I've been, that I was previously doing pretty much every day back before the weather went downhill. I used to go for pretty long walks, maybe like an hour. But I haven't been able to do that because it's so windy, and because the sediment that the wind picks up tastes gross and metallic. <laughs> so I finally caved and plugged in the television, and I've been watching the news. Now I know people of my generation, we don't really trust the news because it's slanted and everyone's got a mission or everybody's got some kind of underlying purpose they want you to believe in or other conspiracy theories. But regardless, Apparently, there has been a lot more violent crimes here in the city. Both violent crimes as well as car accidents, interestingly, have gone way up in the last couple of weeks. Maybe in part because of the dust storms, maybe in part because of the underlying anger of everybody here. Either way, ambulances haven't been able to get to the accident places quick enough which of course blocks up traffic even more, which causes more violent outbursts, which then causes more accidents, and it sort of is a self-perpetuating, never-ending cycle. The city that I live in, there's a lot of oil and mineral refineries, and because of the way the economy has been this year, a lot of those jobs have gone by the wayside. And by that I mean there's a lot more people that are unemployed. So that could be why people are so angry, but to be honest, even the construction workers here at Rapture have been different. It's hard to explain. For fear of sounding a little bit neurotic, I just have been getting a lot of creepy vibes from a lot of the construction workers, and they seem to leer and stare, and they just have these blank, but for some reason concurrently excited looks on their faces. It really freaks me out. I'm sure that the weather and people's behaviors are not related whatsoever, and that's just me jumping to conclusions, but some of that is probably because I'm so bored because I can't go outside because of the weather. <laughs> and it's just easier to blame everything on the same thing. <laughs> Weirdly enough, when the weather, I know I keep harping on the weather, but as the weather continues to get worse, I've been having more and more trouble with consistent internet and television connection. The radio still works, but it seems like Static is the new favorite song to play, so I don't listen to the radio as frequently. Oddly enough, it seems like the one clear thing that comes on the radio is that blessed commercial for Rapture, you know, with the guy and the classical music, and <laughs> usually when I walk to the elevator and the lights start short-circuiting and electricity in general is not really behaving the way that it should here in the building. I think about that commercial and that guy and how enthusiastic he is in this like relaxed, confident way about rapture. This is the place you belong and 
welcome home or whatever it is that he says. And I just feel like it's this deep underlying joke. <laughs> I know it's, it's funny, but it's not. <laughs> I tend to laugh when I'm uncomfortable. You've probably noticed. <laughs> anyway, um, outside world connections are tentative at best. So I figured that I would drive down to the hospital where I used to work and pick up some of my textbooks because if I'm going to be stuck in the house, I might as well keep my brain sharp and stuff. So I went down earlier today and the first thing I noticed was how many parking spots were available at the hospital. You know, there's that generic joke about hospitals have terrible food and even worse parking. (laughs) But I mean, today I had no issue whatsoever with parking the car. The jury's still out on the food, obviously. I did not try that. (laughs) You'd think that whatever this outbreak or whatever the most extreme left-shift newscasters have been going on about, you'd think it would be doing the exact opposite of making people sick because there's basically nobody outside the hospital anymore. Or at least there wasn't today. It was kind of a benefit because usually when you walk into the hospital, you have to hold your breath for the last... 20 feet of the outside journey because there's always that crew of half a dozen people out smoking right next to the no smoking sign. You know the kind. (laughs) They're just sticking it to the man with their smoking. (laughs) Anyway, they weren't even there. The one thing I did notice, though, was this major increase in security. There were police cars parked on both sides of the main doors, and I even thought that I saw some peace officers with guns, which sort of makes the label of peace officer a little bit ironic, but nobody asked me. (laughs) Anyway, I walked through the doors of the hospital and immediately I was hassled by three or four employees that were in full hazmat suits. I mean, head to toe with those big white marshmallow outfits that you see on Hollywood movies. And they were asking me all these questions. I needed to provide identification and needed to give my reason for being there. And At the same time as accosting me with all these questions that I did not expect, one of the hazmat people was checking my temperature, another one was guiding me over to the right to make me sit on this hard plastic chair and telling me that I had to get this throat swab. First I've ever heard of this kind of screening just to get into a hospital, but apparently this is the common way of life now. It goes to show how little I get out, I guess, and really just put the whole outbreak thing into perspective because I really don't know much about what's going on. When I asked the hazmat people, maybe in a little bit more of an impatient way than I should have, what the hell, like, why are you touching me, get away? Those peace officers that I mentioned with the guns, they came running over, all in a big hustle, pointing their guns at me and saying, are you always this hostile? Are you engaging in more aggressive behaviors lately? Are you itchy? I mean, (laughs) what? (laughs) I saw afterwards, though, that there were these posters on the wall with a series of questions asking people that were coming in the door. Do you have a sore throat? Have you noticed extreme puritis, which is itching? Um, Have you had a fever? Have you been feeling angry? And my personal favorite, have you attempted to assault anyone in the last five days without a clear, explainable reason? <laughs> As if there's a reason to just start assaulting people, but apparently here, totally. If you answered yes to any of those questions, you are not legally allowed to enter the hospital anymore. I asked one of the hazmat employees in as calm 
and relaxing an inner Zen voice as I could, what the hell? They said that they had to do throat swabs to detect for inorganic infiltrates. One of the other employees immediately shushed them and then I didn't get any more information from them. So I still don't really have any answers to that, more questions than answers really. I went to go in the elevator because my office, which is in the library of the hospital, it's on the third floor, but the employees, they quickly told me that there's only one elevator that's currently in 100% working order because of an emergency generator, obviously because of all the power outages, which apparently are not just at Rapture. So they told me to take the stairs, which is fine. I need the exercise, I guess. When I went to take the stairs, there was this big, bland-looking banner hanging over the staircase or the door that leads you to the staircase to go upstairs. And it's said in these huge, happy, balloon-like letters, heroes work here. <laughs> but the banner was ripped and kind of falling off the wall. <laughs> I don't know why I found that funny. It's probably funny in a not funny way, but that seems to be the trend for life in general <laughs> in the city right now. Anyway, I walked up the three flights of stairs to get to the cardiology wing. And I grabbed my books from the shared office in the library. When I say office, it's more like we call it the dungeon because there's no windows, but it's this room that has eight or nine desks and all of the cardiology residents as well as the cardiovascular surgery residents share this communal room to put their coats and stuff in. It's pretty much only used in the winter, but I keep my books there for whenever I'm on call and I need to look something up last minute or whatever. To be perfectly honest, I was kind of just hoping that I wouldn't see anybody. I know that sounds really antisocial, but it's kind of embarrassing being off work for health-related reasons, I guess is the official term that we're using. For me, I mean. It just seems weird because there's this outbreak or pandemic or whatever is going on, and everybody has been picking up more and more shifts. I even got the email saying people were being mandated back to work, and I thought that it was probably a matter of time before I also was called back. So I'm not really sure why I didn't receive that call, but Everybody's been working even more than we usually do. And then there's me sitting at home gardening and complaining about dusty windstorms. <laughs> I just have a lot of guilt about being not at work, you know? But the good news was I didn't see any of the other residents. And in fact, about a third of the other offices on my way to the dungeon, <laughs> they were all closed and they had these big red and white signs stuck on with tape on the outside of their doors that said quarantine. I figured it was probably best to just get in and out of the building rather than ask any more questions given how um, unfriendly my first questions were handled. And to be perfectly honest, the building was creeping me out in general. <sighs> I did have a post-it note on my desk though, and that was from one of the surgery residents that just told me to call her. I have no idea how old that message is because I haven't been here in two months, but I grabbed it anyway. It's not like I have any luck talking to my sister on the phone, so I might as well call somebody else, right? Honestly, it seems like the only thing I can truly set my watch to anymore is the 7.30 window cleaning guy that comes every Tuesday morning. <laughs> because heaven forbid it's the end of the world or something, but gosh darn it, those windows are gonna be clean. <laughs>
I know I mentioned that the construction workers are kind of creeping me out lately, but there actually hasn't been that much construction here in the last few days. There's still a little bit going on, enough to kind of wake you up in the morning, but they've been discontinuing their work way earlier in the evening. They used to work way after it got dark out, and now there's nobody. I mean, I'm recording right now from my balcony because it's one of those perfect ideal moments where there's no wind, there's no dust, and there's no construction, so I figured I should get outside and enjoy the fresh air. I know when I first moved in here I said that I really didn't like the height, but I'm kind of getting used to it at this point. If I'm being perfectly honest, I'm kind of grateful that I have like a hundred feet between myself and the ground. I looked it up on the internet the other day, when the internet was having one of its moments where it was still working. And apparently each floor to an apartment typically is 14 feet tall, which would mean that there's somewhere between 60 and 80 feet separating me from the ground and the riffraff that live there. <laughs> I kid when I say the word riffraff, but to be blunt, there are, have been a lot of small gangs of people that seem to be roaming around a lot more at night. Apparently, whatever they're doing is really funny because they tend to make a lot of yip sounds, kind of like a hyena or a coyote. Maybe that's the way kids laugh. I don't know, but it really freaks me out. Actually, as I stand out here, I can see two or three people down on the road right now, and they're looking up at me. They're wearing all black, so it's hard to see them, but I mean, there's still a street light that works more or less some of the time. And I can see them standing under the streetlight, so they're not doing the greatest job at hiding, but they're just staring at me, and... I just don't trust the way things have been going. I guess in the spirit of being excited that I'm the only person on this floor still, somehow, and I'm 80 feet off the ground, there's also literally zero other balconies on this floor that I can even see from my view. So it's not like some mystery person or some mystery tiny gang of people that won't stop staring at me from under the light. I can see you. Yeah, it's not like any of those are capable of spider-manning their way from one balcony to the next and then into my window to break in and assault me or something in the middle of the night. So it's probably still safer here than it was at my old house. <laughs> that reminds me, I should probably call Colin again and try and get my friggin' damage deposit back. <sighs> Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Hi, Colin. It's Sarah. Um, Sarah Penn. I used to live there. I'm just leaving another message about my damage deposit. It's been a while since we did the walkthrough of the house, I mean, your rental. And I was just wondering when you get the chance, could you please forward me the damage deposit that we agreed on? I know you've been really busy, but please get back to me as soon as you could. Um, I'm living up in the new apartment building Rapture. Um, so it'd be great if I could get that damage deposit back. Okay, I'll, um, I'll try you later, I guess. Call me back. Thanks. Rapture 518 is an audio drama created in Canada. If you'd like to learn more about the show, 
check out our website at www.rapture518.com or find us on social media using any of the links located in the show notes below. Questions? Comments? Feeling chatty? Send us an email at rapture518 at mail.com. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Rapture 518. Consider subscribing wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We'll be back in one week with our next episode. But until then, this is Dr. Sarah Penn at Rapture 518.